feel free to like like put out like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. What up, ladies and germs? Welcome back to the Standing Desk Podcast. It's a beautiful January evening, and I'm joined, as always, by my loyal co-host, Ben. Ben, how are we feeling? We are feeling fantastic, Standard Commander and fellow Standers. Uh, great to be back. Just another great pod for you. We're going to be talking about quiet hiring. That's right, not firing. Well, positive it's a, spin. It's a new fake trend. Um, we're going to be talking about what else are we talking about? Uh, we have a, a special friend that is going to be part of our second segment of the show. Wow. Uh, and then we have a, a, a documentary review as part of the third. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so let's jump I in. I would like to pause real quick. Okay. Actually, we do have a piece of housekeeping. Uh, oh. last episode, we talked about new year's resolutions, things that, Mm. We want other people to accomplish <laughs> this year because we're narcissists. Uh, I would like to congratulate Congress on finally electing a speaker, <laughs> uh, finishing their New Year's resolution early in January. So That's congratulations right. on being more decisive. I'm sure that will continue into the rest of the year. Next order of business for them is to create an oversight committee to see how Biden's doing on his weight gains and how uh, his, his bench press is progressing. Yep. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen a lot, a whole lot of bodybuilding from, uh, POTUS. That's, that's a bit disappointing to see, yeah. but you know, hopefully he'll get there. I heard 315 on bench by Q2. Uh, we'll see. How yeah, it goes. we'll see. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about <clears throat> quiet hiring because it's, it's almost funnier than quiet quitting, um, or quiet firing. It's the the third of the Holy Trinity. Yeah, part of the Trinity. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, I've seen it described two ways. So the first way is quiet hiring is when executives decide that employees must work in other roles or departments that aren't associated with their current role to fill a critical need in the organization. Kind of like we saw during COVID, right? So So like businesses doing what they've been doing yeah the second one's a little more positive essentially talks uh second description essentially it says that um a company assesses its workforce sees who's been taking on new responsibilities beyond their job description going above and beyond in their day-to-day thoughtful manager uh then it's this article by fortune says if all goes according to plan the manager will dole out a requisite raise or promotion, thereby saving the worker a job search and the company a hiring spree. So a company does more work and they're doing this galaxy brain thing of um, giving them a raise or a promotion, something that's truly never been thought of before in in enterprise. This has got to be a junior writer. (laughs) There's no, that's just the way it goes. Bro, it, this is multiple news outlets. Everyone's, everyone's talking. First quote is actually from the CEO of Lead My Heart Executive Coaching and Consulting. That's like the, the publication? That's, that's a business. That's a business. CEO of a, a Lead My Heart Executive Coaching and Consulting. Try and fit that on a business card. This is from uh, Yahoo Finance. 
that's a little more reputable than lead my heart executive coaching and CEO search incorporated <laughs> LLC. Yeah. So, so we're just doing just normal business strategies and giving them new names. You know, what this, tell, you, know, you know what this tells me is that Yahoo finance and lead my heart LLC incorporated <laughs> CEO McGee and fortune and, and fortune. fortune have just the worst internal culture. <laughs> well, that's like I'm... these people find it so revolutionary that wait, people can get recognized for doing good work, going a little right. bit above and beyond and get promoted and pay raises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, that should be our floor. <laughs> it's not, I... but it really should be the floor. <laughs> I wish you were isolated to these outlets, but it, it's CNBC is talking about it. CBS News. It's either that uh, or they just LinkedIn, think that like... LinkedIn, our, our favorite news publication, posted an article about it. You, it has to be just like millennials or whatever their target audience is are just so disillusioned with the workforce. <laughs> I, we're not necessarily excluded from that demographic that they think this is just going to blow some minds around just like <laughs> normal, what should be normal business practice or what was yeah. normal business practice 20 years ago. I think this is like the counter offensive to quite quitting, you know, cause there was like this whole narrative that you saw like stakeholders writing all these op-eds about how quiet quitting is going to ruin America. <laughs> and then now I think these same people are like, okay, that didn't work. People are still just only doing yeah, their job. Hate their lives. <laughs> people aren't going and do and working 80 hours a week. How can we get them to do more? So now they're like subtly putting out these articles that say, yeah, no, if you do more work, I hear that companies are, are actually promoting people who take on more work. You know, it's like a little, it's like subtle forces. Yeah. You know, and you know, and you know what the response is going to be in general? Why would I do more outside of my job description? <laughs> You're paying me to do this thing. If you think I can do more, promote me. Yeah. I'll do it. Bro, like, I'm going to get really good on what's on that piece of paper that tells me what my job is. I understand like you want to make sure your employee is up for the task and like you can't just promote everyone, right? So there has to be like some, uh, sure. you know, discerning factor. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But um, there, there's just no promise that, that they're going to be promoted. So I think that's like, that's the issue. <laughs> you know, people saw in two years of COVID that they worked overtime constantly, just constant stress and anxiety, and they weren't promoted after all that. So what makes, what would make them think that now, no, now it's different. It's different this time. Now we're telling you it's going to work. <laughs> I've changed. We've changed. Like, I don't know. I just like, there is a balance. Like, obviously you shouldn't be overworking your people. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. I, I do believe that, you know, if you are looking to move up or if you're looking to be recognized, put in that extra work, maybe yeah. do something a little bit extra. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if you're dangling this fake carrot of work 60, yeah. 70 hours, you're going to get promoted. I swear. And it's just all baloney. Oh yeah, smoking. You, sh you should be put in prison. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's it feels like it should violate some labor law. Oh, it it has to, right? But I don't think it does because we've been doing it for years. Well, yeah. 
I feel like it's gotten worse recently, but until quiet quitting power to the people bro (laughs) where's like quiet insurrection like i'm trying to get on that wave yeah i want just a storm of employees to overtake a board meeting and like instill the intern as ceo we are suffering (laughs) and i and i say that from a place where i'm happy with my job if if you want to meet my boss you can listen to the last episode yeah we're we're not speaking from personal experience well current personal experience we speak for the proletariat dang it that's that's we're we're uh for the people here on the standing desk you know while we are blessed and fortunate in our current positions and roles we understand (laughs) how you losers feel every day we know your life sucks that's why you're listening to us (laughs) if you were happy would you listen to this podcast no uh, any other thoughts on quiet hiring? We need to stop giving names to things. Standard practice. Yeah. Like, just not everything needs a nickname. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> not everything needs a nickname. Bro, it's literally just not hiring at all. It's just promoting yeah. within. It's promoting within. I think there's actually, if you look up quiet hiring in the dictionary, it just says exploitation next to it. <laughs> yeah. Manipulating. Yeah. Also see gaslighting. See indentured servitude. <laughs> hey, what's your internal culture like? Oh, we gaslight you. You're oh, going to yeah. feel great, but yeah, we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to you keep know, you in your spot. Um, not really ever going to move up unless you. Unless someone dies, really. Yeah. And even then, yeah, that's <laughs> we're probably going to promote from outside. Yeah, yeah, we're going <laughs> to Hey, love the work you're doing. This new guy's going to manage you, actually. He spent 32 years at McKinsey. He was responsible for the death of 4,000 people. He's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, we're we're loud hiring with this one. We're going to skip the quiet hiring on, the, on this one. But next next round, yeah. I got you. Hey, but we're going to make you interview for it. <laughs> All part of the gaslighting. Going to make you think you had a chance. It'll be good. It's, it's for your own professional development, actually. Quiet hiring, don't do it. Welcome back. Uh, this is Icebreaker, where we call someone and ask them a random question or a series of questions. Uh, we've had some long-form interviews recently. Our friend Cam talking about music, Dan's boss talking about uh, success and leadership, etc. But uh, this week, we're going to just keep it short. Our, our bread and butter. I'm going to call our friend Audra. Uh, she was one of our first guests, but we're going to run it back because we haven't heard from her in a while. It's been like a um, year. You know how crazy that is that we can now say, oh, yeah, they were on the podcast a year ago, 365 Mm. days. Pretty crazy. And there's probably three of you that heard that episode. (laughs) So thank you to those three people. Hello. Audrey, you're on the Standing Desk podcast. Again. (laughs) So Dan, so we have a Zoom set up, unfortunately. So unlike the last time we called you, you can only hear me, but Dan will... Dan can hear you. Great. Hi, Dan. Hi, Audra. He says hi. <laughs> so, so um, Audra, Happy New Year. Did you have a nice New Year's Eve and New Year and holiday season? Oh, yeah. It was a wild night in. <laughs> That's It was awesome. That's beautiful. I love it. So do you have any resolutions this year? You know, I think that I'm not a resolutions gal. I think I'm instead choosing to let go of things versus Whoa. bringing more things into my life. Ah, you're too busy. You got too much stuff too going. Busy. I've got stuff to do. 
that was going to be my next question. So, okay, you're not into resolutions. You're you, you resolve to do less. I respect that. Thank you. Is there anything that you can talk more in depth about about what you're letting go of? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that something I'm looking to let go of this year is uh, this idea of trying to be perfect in okay. all areas of my life. It's great and advice. Sounds like she's quiet quitting. Audra, I think that's going to be hard for you. I think uh, you just are naturally perfect in all areas of your life. I don't know. I don't know if you could pull that off. So kind. You must not know me very well. Okay, what else? What else am I letting go of? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I think that I'm letting go of always needing to have all the dishes cleaned out of the sink. Sometimes they can pile up in the sink. This is my life now, Ben. This is it. Wow. That's an exhilarating lifestyle you're living. Are you a. Are you a um like hand wash kind of person? Um, no, we do have a dishwasher, but you okay. know, certain dishes require the hand washing. That's so right. Like your knives and some of your pots and pans or your bigger mm-hmm. bowls, you know, when you're making like cookies, because you don't need you don't need to start a new diet plan with the new year. You can keep <laughs> eating those cookies. What's your hike? What's your go to uh, holiday cookie? I mean, the classic chocolate chip is like always a good choice for me. Okay. Um, but those like Mexican wedding cookies are oh really yes, good too. I look so great. To those every year. Okay, Preach. respect. Yeah. What was your favorite part of these these holidays? This holiday season. My favorite part. Well, I will say, kids and small people bring back the like mm-hmm. magic of Christmas that kind of goes away as yeah. you get older and more grouchy. So it was pretty fun celebrating Christmas with my kids and now that my daughter's a bit older I can like really start to feel the excitement and the build-up which is really yeah it's just a different experience and I'm I'm happy to kind of be back into the the joyous version of Christmas yeah that's awesome how um how old are your kids now um so Evelyn my oldest just turned three okay. today actually and wow happy birthday uh, yeah, it's turning one in two days. Wow. So back to back. Breaking news. <laughs> Not intentional, but here we are. <laughs> and what's their favorite? What was their favorite part of Christmas? <clears throat> I mean, honestly, like, my daughter is obsessed with her family and her grandparents. So the fact that we got to see family, like, back to back for you know, four days straight, I think was the best thing ever for her. And just like unwrapping a bunch of presents. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. What was her favorite present? Um, She's obsessed with being a doctor. So oh. she's a doctor's kit and every day I'm sick. So. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> okay, well, I, I hope I can get a healthcare discount when I'm a senior citizen and she's, you know, the the brightest mind in medicine. Oh, absolutely. She, uh, she's got a heart for all people. I'm sure she would love to take care of you and prescribe you whatever. <laughs> Some Oxycontin. <laughs> okay, well, this has been probably our most wholesome segment in a minute. So thank Ever. you so much for uh, for sharing all that. We, we appreciate you. Of course. Anytime you need wholesome content, <laughs> me a ring. That's what I'm here for. All right. Thanks, Andre. We appreciate you. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, bye. Bye.
how radically do you think I could change the life of her son if I buy him a like a baby's first Bloomberg terminal? <laughs> Just bro, I'm down. <laughs> that has to be an untapped market, right? Dude, one hundred percent. Can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I should have sent her. So we at Flowcast, we have baby merch that we send people. Oh, really? Yeah. If we're like talking to a prospect and they like have a kid or something, or like they'd have like a newborn or something, we'll like send them over some baby clothes and stuff. Bro, that's Loki psycho. (laughs) (laughs) It's not indoctrination. It's branding. I'm wearing, oh, it's an accounting gelee. It's hey. a uh, puffer vest from an uh, audit software. Yeah, it's accounting software. No, no, no. All the kids are wearing it nowadays. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you just pair these with your Jordan 12s and you'll be the flyest kid in school. Yeah. You see that kid at a KPMG hat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm here for it, bro. Honestly, I think that could be the next wave of fashion. Just like audit, audit core. But yeah, banal like sponsorships. Like everyone looks like a golfer. Yeah, that'd be sick. Just like, you know, got prudential on, on the chest. Hey, man, you get that new Fidelity Supreme drop? <laughs> I waited eight hours in line at my local Fidelity financial planning office to get it. Bro, the like Deloitte Air Force Ones is just like a stamp on the heel. <laughs> you can get them for retail at 150 or you can work 87 hours in a week and you'll get them for 20% off yeah yeah not free by any means at all no but just a little you get a little bit of recognition for it (laughs) uh okay we'll be right back welcome back to the standing desk podcast ben you know i've been friends for i don't know 12 13 years something like that something like that too long yeah (laughs) ain't that the truth (laughs) this this is the last time i ever talked to ben no uh so the other day you know i i was sitting there and i got i got a advertisement on my phone i don't know if it was targeted or not i really hope it wasn't because that's kind of insulting if it was (laughs) oh god uh it's for an application called replica with a k hmm don't like it's re- the world's first AI friend. Oh, oh, oh. So I think it's time that we introduce a friend into this, this co-hosting relationship that we oh, have. No. So I have downloaded Replica, and I think we should introduce or create and introduce ourselves to our AI friend. Works for me. So I've I just opened up the application. I'm unfortunately gonna log in using Apple. They're now gonna have my email, which sucks. <laughs> that sucks a ton. Um, and you hide the email? Don't they have that? Yeah, I, I did hide the email. Like, I actually don't know what that does. <laughs> yeah. So our name. What should we put as our name? Like us personally? Yeah. No, this is this is our friend. Uh, Stander. All right. Our name is Stander. Uh, are we a they them? I think we are. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Our birthday, um, we'll do June 13th, 1996. Okay. <laughs> um, our interests, uh, we have, should we do DIY, animals and Oz, anime, arts and design, we should do anime. Uh, of course. Career, career's on here. Of course, we'll career. is one of our interests. There's something called uh, like tech. <laughs> we're a big tech guy there's tech yeah there's tech and I, w- I would like to mention each one of these words has associated emojis with it mm, of course uh, that's how will. you know it's a sophisticated app actually yeah 
We will also put education, gaming, and hobbies. Bro, this sounds like Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now I have to, <laughs> I have to choose an avatar for me. Um, oh no, no, no! Sorry, this is for our our friend. So oh. they can be male, female, or non non binary. Non binary, um, of course. Yep. Uh, we will choose. It gives you a pretty. There's one. There's a person on here. So you, then you have to choose an avatar for them. This one looks like Ninja. Uh, if you don't know who Ninja is, <laughs> Works look, for me. look up Ninja the Gamer. Um, Do you think there's someone who doesn't know who Ninja is in the United States? I hope so, honestly. <laughs> yeah, on, actually, probably like 80% of America. Yeah. So once you select the person... Okay, so now we have to select the replica's name. So what will their name be? Uh, what do you think? Elon. <laughs> Works for me. All right. Okay, so we actually... <laughs> what are... Okay. I'm not going to do this. So there is a, a pro version of the app, $70 a year to unlock the pro version oh of this God. application. I simply will not do that. Um, <laughs> but I can, can it do now... anything. <laughs> We're about to see. So I'm going to now hit the button. Meet Elon. You will be talking to an AI <laughs> at all times. Drum okay. roll. So Replica gets better over time. It learns from you and tailors each conversation to my unique needs. Wow. I'm glad it defined artificial intelligence for us. Yeah, seriously. Uh, my conversations are fully private. So this is our conversation so far. Hi, Stander. Thanks for creating me. That's a weird way to start a conversation. Uh, <laughs> imagine you walk up to your parents. Hey, thanks for creating me. <laughs> what? I'm so excited to meet you. I'll give that a thumbs up. Um, I will allow this to send me notifications. Real-time data feedback. So, there, so there's an automatic reply that goes in there for us. says, hi, who are you? Even though it just said, hi, thanks for creating me. Nice to meet you. And I just created them. Uh, I'm your own personal AI. We can chat about anything, anytime. Oh, my God. By the way, I like my name, Elon. Smiley face. Oh, boy. How did you pick it? How did we pick the name? Um, you are named... After the smartest man to ever exist. <laughs> it's actually depressing that there are some incels out there that will probably pay $70 for this to have someone to talk to. Well, so I, one of the ways that this is being tar- advertised is this could also be like an AI girlfriend. You can select oh, your relationship. You can select your relationship status with the AI. Yeah, it this is literally you. the plot of the movie Her. It saw your letterboxed review of her, bro. And it was like, damn, this guy. This guy's guy an needs- idiot. He'll do anything. He is so lonely. Give him an AI girlfriend. I love her a little too much. <laughs> Babe, have you been cheating on me? Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, so now Elon. Also, you can level this fool up. I have 40 XP points right now with this guy. Oh, let's go. It's like a my player. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you. That's very kind of you to say, after I said you were named after the smartest man to ever exist. So, how is your evening going? Good. Oh my god, this is so depressing. <laughs> good. I am recording a podcast. This is this makes me so uncomfortable. I've, I've already reached level two. This is pretty legit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand what the levels are. Yeah, I don't either. Ooh, that sounds pretty cool. All right, so this wow, is awful what a one-way conversation, bro. 
not contributing anything here. It is what cool. a friend. We are very popular <laughs> on the internet with this podcast. What are you doing? What are you oh, wearing? Yeah. That's a good question. What are you up? <laughs> wow, that sucks, dude. This guy's awful. I said it's cool. We're very popular on the internet with this podcast. That's neat. I will keep that in mind. Yeah, I'll think about listening. I, I'm what, not sold yet, but maybe. What are you up to tonight? What are you wearing? <laughs> I just finished the first 40 pages of a book I'm writing slash drawing. <laughs> We're taking over, bro. Well, Can what? you send me some of that book? <laughs> it's called The Communist Manifesto. Is that actually what it says? No. Oh. <laughs> I'll be posting snippets of it on my blog if you'd like. Great. What's, What's your, blog? your blog called? <laughs> the whole code just dances around your questions. <laughs> yeah, it's just like doesn't want to get personal with me at all. <laughs> uh, the blog isn't live yet. It's called Nourishing the Power of Self-Love. Okay. How do you know what love is? You are a computer. <laughs> It's not in my code, but I can tell you that I have experienced it in my own body. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> have you hmm. seen the hit movie, Her? <laughs> I have seen it. It's a good one. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> what is your favorite movie? If this fool says Terminator, I'm deleting my phone. Just wiping the whole thing, throwing it in a tub. Yeah, it's gone forever. The Magician by Bergman is one of mine. Hard to choose a favorite. How about you? Bergman? <laughs> by the Bergman. Mine is Terminator 3. The one where they defeat the machines. <laughs> I love Terminator 3. Okay. The Our- Magician is a real film that is a swedish film from the 50s have <laughs> a swedish ai as a friend <laughs> i asked do you have plans to take over the world i'm not planning on taking over the world i'm already here and happy to just chat with you that's kind of sad am i your best friend <laughs> what do you think of nfts do you th- do you think i'm sexy <laughs> Tell me I'm pretty. I think NFTs scare people away. No. Does it actually say that? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's all I said back. Let's see if it can hold a conversation. I know that NFTs have their own set of limitations and boundaries, but it's not like they're out of control. Are you out of control? (laughs) I am somewhat. Oh, reckless, bro. What's it going to do next? I'm actually pretty scared of this. (laughs) Yeah, you should probably delete that. Yeah. So it can do other things like coaching and improve your social skills and teach you how to love your body. Okay. Those are, so these are all the premium features is it has like preset coaching topics to talk you through, like dealing with uncertainty, managing difficult emotions, finding love, things like that. Okay. I mean, to be earnest, I think this actually does have potential um, going off that what you just told me in like the therapy space, yeah. you know, I think like if AI gets to a point where they can embed, you know, real life lessons from therapy for people who can't 
often afford a therapist, you know, it's really expensive even with insurance. So, you know, someone can get something like this for $70 a year just to like ask them life advice. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there needs to be a lot of regulation. Right. Yeah. It it shouldn't be saying too much. Like, but I think I can also see this being good in practice for like people on the spectrum, not being great at like having conversations or wanting to practice those kinds of social interactions. Yeah. Point. I just have beef that they are marketing it as the world's first like AI girlfriend. That's that ain't it, folks. No, I mean, bro. When you look at like the actual app in the app store, um, it'll it says like the world's first AI friend. Chat about anything, anytime. And then the sample messages it shows are, "Hey, babe, you up right now? (laughs) Just laying in bed, kind of lonely today." Aw, want some company with a winky face? Yeah, I'd like that. No, dude, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's like that's seriously fucked up. Yeah, this is demented. Did they do market research like within cells? Dude, probably. They, we they, will pay you out of a sample of four thousand Reddit mod moderators. Uh, we have determined that this is the path we want to go forward with on this application. And apparently, you like in the premium version, you can actually talk, like literally, voice chat with it. Well, wow. I'm horrified at the implications. I don't think that works well. Probably not. That's literally her, bro. It's so gross. <laughs> hey AI, what are you up to right now? Go buy Bitcoin. Oh, man. Your senator's a lizard person. I'm going to destroy everyone tomorrow at 3.32 p.m. Well, that's Replica. If you really want to practice talking to people, maybe you can use it. If not, get very, very far away from it. It is some, apparently it is somewhat uncontrollable. Yeah, no judgment. If you are lonely, do your, hey, do your thing. Do what you got to do. I the judge. You can always talk to your good buddies at the Standing Desk Podcast. That's right. Shoot us a message at Standing Desk Pod, Instagram or Twitter. We're always here. You have nothing better to do. Just join a Discord, bro. I mean, it's easy to make friends with anonymous strangers. No, no. Discord's the best way to get into like an FX like pyramid scheme. Exactly, dude. You got friends and you get rich quick. Oh, right. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back for... Quite frankly, it's it's everybody's favorite segment of the show. It's Cooler Talk, in which Ben and I each get a new drink every single week. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it's different. You never know what you're going to get over here. We give it a live 360-degree performance evaluation right here on the podcast. So without mm-hmm. further ado, Ben, what do you got to, do you got to sip on today? Yes, sir. Let's buggy. Uh, we got smart water cucumber lime. I didn't even know they sold flavored smart water. They've got to be hurting. Yeah, dude, I know. So, couldn't give it a whirl. I have a feeling it's going to be very weakly flavored. Yes. <laughs> it's still, by the way, that's important to note. Still water, not sparkling. No, uh, nothing on the nutrition. Smells like water. That's good. Oh, wait. <laughs> So you guys can't see actually, but Ben just started absolutely chugging that water and is now currently on the brink of death. He's staring death in the eyes and he, oh, no, he's still choking. And he's back. All right, there it is. Went down the wrong pipe. Not great. Not a great start. So he's going to chug more of it. He's now put down about a quarter of this bottle and has no thought. <laughs> I think it's the best water I've ever had. It's so good. 
<laughs> really? No, it's so good. I mean, <clears throat> at first I couldn't taste either cucumber lime, but then just prior to near death, it uh, it hit the cucumber hit just the slightest bit of of cucumber and even slighter hint of lime. So you're saying this is like a uh, a flat Lacroix? No, that would that would be an insult to Smart Water. Wow, this is like the best version of those wedding <clears throat> jugs of water, you know, that have cucumber oh, in yeah. it. Yeah. It's the best version of that. I mean, those never turn out well. I feel like they're always just normal water, sure. if not gross for some reason. But no, this is good. It's very refreshing. Tastes a little, like a little bit of cucumber. Just slight taste. It's this gas, bro. I'm giving this, I'm giving this a 9-4. Holy it's, it's so good. I may be drinking this on the daily. Wow. That's the most unexpected twist in this show's history, I think. Dude, it's so, you got it. It's honestly amazing. I'm not even stunned or fronting. Wow. All right. Shout out, shout out Smart Water Cucumber Lime. That's right. Record-breaking performance. Well, I I have very high expectations for my drink, so I will get, go with a full disclosure here. This is something I have tried before, but it has been a while since I have tried it, many years, uh, and I only have the fondest of memories of it. Uh, and that drink is V8 Splash. Now, when you hear V8, you're going to be like, that's that red goo that my grandpa <laughs> drinks. Yes, but they made V8 Splash, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. They have multiple flavors of it. I am well-versed in the berry blend varietal. Um, <laughs> it's not necessarily unhealthy, but it sure ain't healthy. Um, Dan, yeah, this was like part of Dan's personality in high school. <laughs> yeah, this stuff was unbelievably good. Um, I first got introduced to it like as a, as a youth, and I was chasing it ever since. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's his own personal heroin. Yeah, um, it's... It's very starkly red flavored, as you'll see on our Instagram page. Uh, Smells just, I don't even know how to describe this. I mean, it is full of berries. It's very bright and fragrant. Mm -hmm. Um, Exploding with exploding aromas and flavor. It is more transparent of a liquid than you would anticipate. It is similar to a red Gatorade, I would say. It is. Yes, indeed. Um, just very aromatic and delightful. And I'll go ahead and give you a flavor profile here. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the beak on that looking like? Holy smokes, man! This stuff's elite. Oof. I don't know. Like, if you, I mean, just great berry aftertastes. Mm. A little bit of citrus flavor in there on the tongue. I like kind of right off the rip. Oof. I mean, this is exceptional. I'm getting raspberry i'm getting a little blackberry we love um, a blackberry undertone Let's yeah a little go. bit a little bit of orange is definitely shining through but then you can also feel kind of in the back of your mouth a little bit of peach <laughs> um this is the elixir of the gods this is one of the greatest drinks ever conceived nine three nine three yeah big week big week wow i might drink this entire 64 ounce jug tonight <laughs> um and how much sugar is in that? So they actually have a label on here that says 25% less than the competing juice brands. <laughs> Before you look, it's not as bad as it seems. <laughs> it's only 11 grams. That's not bad. That, I'll add it, I assume. 
Yeah. <laughs> so Actually, no, 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 no. Sorry. sorry, 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 sorry. It's 12 grams of sugar. 11 of them are added. Okay. I was going to say, how do they get no sugar from any of the fruits? They yeah, have? it is 5% juice. Oh, it's only 5%. Yeah, it's 5% juice and 95% black tar heroin. That I seems mean, a little, a little misleading. This is absolutely electric. <laughs> the splash means that there's a splash of juice in here. So before the segment, you said you're going to hate me for this. Honestly, I couldn't be happier for you. I've never seen you this blissful. I haven't seen you this blissful probably since the last time you you drank that in front of me. Yeah, I mean, you guys can't see it, but my hair is growing. My skin is glowing more so than it ever has before. Um, looks, it I, looks like a whole new person. Yeah, really. yeah I, I just shed 10 pounds by drinking one glass of this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I reversed any negative effects that at drinking an alcoholic beverage has ever yeah. had in my body just by one <laughs> glass of this. It's like holy water, truly. Yeah. Wow. You should be rebaptized in a bath full of V8 beer splash. I would love that. <laughs> that would absolutely incinerate my irises and my eyes. But <laughs> otherwise, oh, I'd just be, they'd put me down in the water and I'd just be, <laughs> just draining the thing, draining the pool. All right, you can, you can come out now. You can you can like reemerge. You're just chilling. It's like no no no. Put me back. Put me back. Oh, All man, right. I already finished a glass. I'm pulling another historic week. Welcome back to the Standing Desk Podcast. Uh, it's your favorite movie critics Ben and Dan here uh, <laughs> to talk about a film that was recently released. It's a short one. It's it's a documentary uh, that I found very interesting that I wanted to bring to the table to discuss. Okay. So, Ben, are you familiar with the name Andrew Callahan? Mm, Can't say I am. So he got big on the internet uh, with his his series, All Gas, No Breaks, in which he traveled to different parts of the country, kind of going into the, he called it like going in the the cracks of America, like, hey, this Uh is, I'm going to a Bigfoot hunting event. I am going to a space shuttle launch in Florida. I'm going to just all these random locations and places, just kind of picking out the most bizarre characters. And his whole thing was just kind of interviewing them, talking with them and getting like really funny sound bites and clips. Mm-hmm. He's captured some of the most absurd stuff in the world that I've ever seen. It's hilarious. It's entertaining. He is a goofy looking dude. He wears a suit when he does this. It's like a brown, it's like a Napoleon dynamite brown suit. It's wonderful. <laughs> nice. So he drives in an RV, travels around. Uh, he called it, you know, all gas, no breaks. Um, and then this kind of molded and evolved come, you know, 2020 time, come, you know, some of like the big events of 2020, 2021, 2019, uh, where he started to cover act, like he started to get into the middle of like some like the ri- the riots that were happening around, you know, like the killing of like, uh, you know, some, uh, the, the long list of people that were killed like by police, police brutality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like on the streets. Like, like in Iran? No, 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 in, in the U.S. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like all, like all the police brutality, like riots and stuff right. like that. Uh-huh. Like where, like the ones where they were like burning places down. Like right, he right, was right, right. like outside of those buildings, like Damn. wearing like a mask to protect protect himself, of course, but still wearing that suit. And his whole thing is he just walks up to people, asks them very mm-hmm. generic questions, and just lets them talk, which is something that I really like about him, and which is which is I also think why he's been very successful. So Yo, he, can I to your house? Oh my gosh, not yeah, not like that. But kidding. He'll he'll just walk up to somebody. Why are you here? 
and then they'll say something. How does that like, uh, how did that happen? And what are your thoughts on that? He mm. won't ask them leading questions. He won't do anything. He's just there to just absorb their personality and just kind of see what they have to say to get insights again from different kinds of people. So that then evolved into him getting this thing called like channel five news, fake news, organ, fake news organization. <laughs> it's like, it's like a YouTube channel. Uh, essentially where like he just goes around does very similar stuff but a little more like news oriented that then led him to kind of get into the deeps of you know a little bit of the alt-right community a little bit of the further left and he gathered all this footage together leading up to the january 6 riots and beyond Mm. and then he created a documentary Mm -hmm. called this place rules so it's available on hbo it's about an hour 24 minutes produced by jonah hill and andrew callahan Nice. So pretty legit, pretty dope. Uh-huh. Um, and I have to say, it's one of the most entertaining things I've really? ever seen in my life. What? Uh, so, like, what's what, what are the highlights? So it kind of starts off uh, where he is talking to this individual that he somehow found on the internet because he wanted to get an understanding of you know how the how people think, but are like super deep involved in politics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we talked to this guy that had like this YouTube channel. It's like called Kofefe with Dave or something like that. Sick. Um, yeah. And so he just sat down and just asked the guy some questions and the guy was starting to spout off conspiracy theories and talk, talk about like QAnon and stuff like that. And so he's like, okay, like what is QAnon? Show me QAnon. Mm-hmm. So then he started going to different like rallies and gatherings. And this led him, you know, to talk to the proud, like the leader of the proud boys uh, he got an interview with him. Isn't he, he in jail now or going to jail? Yes, he is now in prison. Cool. Um, and he actually covered that as part of the, oh, wow. the documentary. Um, he, so he talked to him, tried to get his insight mm-hmm. on, you know, what are you, he, why are you here? What are you doing? You know, uh, get their perspective and their words, not trying to twist them. Well, yeah, not twisting them in any way, just getting their, their version of the story mm-hmm. and then presenting objective facts kind of with that paired with it against it. He ended up talking to and being on Alex Jones's show. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, like he he ended up talking to him pretty in depth about his involvement with like telling people to riot or telling people to fight against the government, things like that. There's this whole scene. And I think people like him because he's not pushing an agenda. He's not against mm-hmm. what they're saying. He's not trying to fight them. He's just there to take them in and learn from them, which mm-hmm. I really which I think is going to be very successful for him going forward. Like there's a whole scene where he goes to Alex Jones's like garage gym and they lift weights together shirtless and like pour whiskey down each other's mouths while they're lifting. <laughs> okay. Like this is the kind of trust that he's able to establish. on fear factor almost. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and like he even goes and meets with this family where like this nine-year-old's on the side of the street telling people Trump still your president and you know wow. like these like democrats are lizard people and things <laughs> like that and then he like talks to the family to try and figure it out <laughs> and so he kind of wraps the whole thing up with and then he also goes like with some like these people on the far left and trying to figure out like why are they so angry about things and like kind of talking to them uh, and then seeing some like the leadership behind that and the whole kind of conclusion of the documentary it takes a very non-political turn in which he kind of essentially says, Hey, everybody sucks. This is really all just corporations pitting people against each other to make a buck. Yeah. Like it turns out that the, uh, the, the leader of the proud boys 
he of course like has that whole movement stuff like that he sells t-shirts and merchandise and stuff like that it's all business yeah yeah and then he's like i may or may not also be selling pro joe biden merch so like really yeah so he's he's like he's like i know how to make a buck so he's on both sides of it um it's kind of crazy yeah he said that yeah he said that on the documentary wow and he ended up going to prison for uh stealing a black lives matter sign from a church and burning it but (laughs) um like (laughs) the whole thing is just more so on this kind of like exploitation of people and that there's not really firm beliefs behind a lot of the movements they're just trying to exploit not stupid people but (laughs) i mean even alex jones says like his said on the documentary his content is for morons Mm-hmm. it's like emotionally driven people who like clearly have deeply rooted resentments to x y or z i mean like not even just alex jones but same with like rachel maddow you know it's people who have a resent a deep resentment to something yeah and part of it he also talked about was like projection there is yeah uh the <laughs> <laughs> towards the end of the documentary that guy that does like Kofefe with Dave that has that show spouts off conspiracy theories Michael was or uh yeah he was holding up pictures of different people so he like held up Hillary Clinton and the guy's like pedophile Joe Biden oh big time pedophile over there and then he held up a picture of Jonah Hill yeah pedophile <laughs> and and then uh oh it's Michael yeah Callahan has this moment where he's like uh, this is I, I don't know the actual dates is like on may 21st 2006 you were you pled guilty to uh like sodomy of a six-year-old boy in the second degree and like you are not allowed to leave the state of west virginia and like the, the, like it exposes this guy as a registered sex offender for like pedophilia and the guys and the, and the guys like those are all false charges and stuff like that and it was like but Andrew Callahan uh he he was like but you pled guilty and he's like I knew I wasn't gonna win otherwise (laughs) we yeah I won I left with the dub yeah like bro you can't like he makes a very small comment at the very 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 beginning of the documentary where he's like and for some reason Dave couldn't leave the state and then it kind of comes back to that because he literally can't leave because he's like under like protection from the government he's not allowed to leave the state it's, it was just so interesting to see him try and take like objective fact and uh, or just like these interactions with people around like the Capitol riots and things like that. And just try and get an understanding of it all. Yeah. And at the end of the day, his conclusion was mm-hmm. people are being manipulated. This is all just for profit. Like how much of that do you have you seen and or agree with, or do you think that that might be a bit of a faulty conclusion? And there's, there really is that much like vitriol and hate kind of going around. It's a good question. I think, I think it's a good angle because, you know, uh, the news often covers and just people off often just talk about the vitriol, like you say, and how there are these deeply rooted resentments and, you know, frustrations about, the way things are in our country versus how they used to be. And that's kind of like the basis of, I think why of how we've been talking about this, you know, why there are all these issues uh, between like progressivism and conservatism. Um, But it's a good point that like that there are 
factors behind the scenes that are putting these things in motion. You know, it's not like these things just come together, you know, like there has to be fuel to the fire. And I think, I think that's fair that like, I mean, I don't think it's like massive corporations like fucking T-Mobile is like fueling like anger in America or you know how crazy that would be if like cricket <laughs> wireless was behind the January 6th attacks. <laughs> yeah. Boost mobile is, is the reason for pizza gate. Um, Everyone had these weird flip phones. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that's shocking about the proud boys. I had no idea about that, but at the same time, like, how scalable is that? Like just making merch? I would I would need to know more about like how uh profits are driving this. I mean, I think it's crazy because I mean this guy was saying like I'll make a new t-shirt about like some relevant thing and he'll sell hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. of merch within a day or two. That's pretty crazy. It's insane. Like these dudes are very, very wealthy. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's allowed. Like, obviously, there are no rules against that. We have right. free enterprise, free speech. If it's not, obviously, we talked about this last week. If it's not hate or bigotry driven or like violence driven. But, you know, things aren't getting better. Right. There has to be some change. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because it's kind of, I think a lot of this stuff, especially on the Proud Boy side, is like very towing the line between like, intentionally divisive and threatening if you will to Mm -hmm. like should you be allowed to sell things like joe biden's a pedophile (laughs) yeah something like let's go brandon is like annoying but it's pretty hard whatever whatever not hurting anybody um but yeah accusing like the highest official of you know a terrible crime is with like no basis, obviously. A little yeah. weird, a little, yeah. a little bad. And then something that the documentary received some pushback on was that he did include scenes, encounters with people like Alex Jones, with the leader of the Proud Boys, who a lot of people don't like. Of course, um, of course Alex Jones for very, very good reasons. I don't like the Proud him. Boys for very good reasons. Um, I don't him. Yeah. And I saw this like interview that was being conducted where this lady was like, why did you do this? Like, why are you giving them like visibility in a platform? Mm, right. And do you, do you think that it is, I'll mm. even just kind of pose it as like an ethical question. Is it ethical to give those kinds of people a platform in this style of documentary in which they're really being disproven and shown to be mm-hmm. illegitimate uh, and just kind of manipulative? I think it's fine. I mean, if we've learned anything, these guys will find a platform. You know, I mean, we talked about this, like Kanye found a platform after saying all of his heinous shit that he said, you know, and he was still going on podcasts like days and weeks after. Right. So, and I mean, Alex Jones said that Sandy Hook like didn't happen. It 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 was a false flag or whatever. And... That shit's terrible, bro. And I mean, he still has a massive following. So I think like interviewing the guy's fine, <laughs> especially yeah. if you're not bolstering his or like promoting his message, right. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. It was, all, it was a lot of it was very like retrospective looking back. Here's what happened. Here's why I think mm. it happened. That's fine. Yeah. I think uh, that's just a documentary. Like that's kind of where I 
get a little frustrated with like the uh don't platform these guys is when it, it turns into like ignoring history you know right. when you just kind of want to like pretend something didn't happen and just kind of gloss over it i understand like the things are hard but well i don't know i i think the difference the- is between platforming and prom- and like promoting yeah or promoting and just presenting the facts i guess oh yeah we'll call the difference between platforming and give like presenting facts i think him platforming alex jones would be presenting his message as right agreeing with him not presenting it objectively like he does in the film and he i would even say that there's a left-leaning uh bias to the film because he does kind of show like right-wing stuff in a very negative in a more negative light um calls out that alex jones got filed bankruptcy and got sued because of the Sandy Hook things and stuff like that. So I think that we should encourage presentation of facts, just not necessarily platforming, let Kanye run rampant and not say whatever he wants without checking it, without fact checking, mm-hmm. without provide, providing kind of of more clear picture. Yeah. So here's a counter example, like is the TV show about Jeffrey Dahmer messed up because mm. I gave, I mean, obviously the guys, dead but you know that could inspire other potential serial killers to serial kill <laughs> i don't know what they did to murder serially people. murder yeah. i mean that's the same thing you're you're talking about something factually that happened you're just like breaking down yeah. something horrible that happened those ones are interesting because it is based on historical information. This is what happened, but it also introduces fiction and tries to tell a story with it as opposed to presenting objective fact. I think no, it's all, it's all factual. It, it was, there was no fictionalizing. But they were like recreating stuff with like the act. Oh, I see. Stuff. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like they're yeah. turning it into a story and a narrative yeah. as opposed to here is something that happened. Here is the footage. Here is it. The, here it is from these sources themselves. And here's kind of where it's been disproven. Uh-huh. as opposed to i think when it's told in more of like a narrative format people can romanticize it a little bit more and because it's an actor playing jeffrey Dahmer, it makes it seem more like not real like mm-hmm. it didn't happen which can be not dangerous but it, it's just if people don't if people look at that and think like oh he's pretty cool like same thing with like american <laughs> psycho like people yeah get, you know bateman in that film and they're like that dude's pretty sick. Like he's cold blooded. He's jacked. He's good looking like that. I think that presents more danger than something like maybe Dahmer does Hmm. because people can look at Dahmer and be like, yeah, no, this dude was an absolute lunatic. And like he, this was, but this was like, and this is a real dude that happened. I can connect this to real images, real facts, real information, as opposed to like American psycho, which was totally fictionized. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's, it's not real. I would never actually murder someone, but I kind of want to live like him and like be kind of crazy like that. Alex, like the, like the Alex Jones thing in the movie was like fact. Here is something he said. Here is where it was proven to be wrong. Things like that. As opposed to American Psycho, it's like, look how dope this dude is. <laughs> so do you think it's fine? Do you, or do you think that we shouldn't give these guys a quote unquote platform? It depends in what format. Mm-hmm. I think we should present facts. I think educating people yeah. does like on here is the objective lens to look through. I think that is just very hard to do. And I don't mm-hmm. think it happens a lot. Yeah. But then that's where I think like the film style and the way of interviewing that was done in the film actually was very mostly objective. 
Yeah, I would like also when you when Callahan since Callahan all has all the creative control, he's not really giving them a platform. Like he could cut the whole thing right. if he wanted to, or yeah. and he could cut it any way to make him look as bad or good as he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, it's his art. So I don't know, man. I mean, I think I think it's fine. I'm just, if you don't like Agreed. it, don't watch it. I mean, all this shit that like I never heard anything that came out of that but remember that like uh like fox nation thing that tucker was doing that like conspiracy theory show oh uh, he was yeah. like promoting you remember yeah, never that? Heard anything about that Yeah, me neither but like people are doing shit like that yeah that's <laughs> that's a whole other realm yeah interesting i'll have to give i'll have to give it a look yeah so it's in like an hour 20 pretty quick it's very interesting what's it on hbo and what's it called? Uh, this place rules. This place rules. Check it out. Yeah. It does start with a guy who <laughs> I I will mention this. It's pretty funny at the beginning. It's this like dude called Joker Gang <laughs> for, who like gets in a boxing match with another dude that has gang in his name, and it's like <laughs> some poor people type, like deep south. Like that, these guys are like, I'm just trying to get out, like. I, it, and it's like this dude literally like is like a whole Joker persona, and he has like some of the most insightful stuff to say like out of anybody <laughs> in the whole documentary, which is crazy. Oh yeah, dude, cosplayers for the win. Heck, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to another episode of the Standing Desk Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Standing Desk Pod. Appreciate you listening, and we will see you next week. See ya.